Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions according to the scripture about God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305077 or email me at ioncrita at yahoo.com. That's I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com. Our theme for the week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, we already dealt last night with the a question about how can we find rest for the soul. But tonight we are going to look at what is the symbol of the sun. We are going to deal with this some more during this week. Who is the Antichrist and who is the final superpower? Just a few of those topics to keep in mind and uh, uh, please uh, just stay with us today as we are going to look into an amazing uh, uh, program today. Now, our co-host today is Eric Howell. Eric is uh, recently retired, semi-retired, I'll, I'll uh, say, Eric. Um, Eric was involved with uh, working with Aboriginal uh, people uh, for a number of years, and uh, he is now uh, enjoying here, uh, coming with us together, broadcasting and sharing the good news with uh, with people. Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you very much on this cold Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, it's much better here in the studio, isn't it? True. Uh, hey, Eric, uh, as I said a bit earlier, we are going to deal with a very interesting uh, topic uh, for this program. Mm. Now, when you hear about, uh, you know, you're mentioning about the symbol of the sun, what do you think about well, you know, I love the sun. I love a, you know, I love the warm. I wish we could have more sun uh, this time of the year. Uh, I like putting my shorts on and being out in the sun. But the symbol of the sun is interesting to me because um, uh, being a, a Christian now and 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 studying and and looking at this, um, the symbol of the sun um, is usually depicted just by a round uh, circle. And uh, I've noticed too that sometimes I've seen pictures of Jesus with a round circle behind his head, and this sort of interested me. And you know, sun worship originated in Babylon with uh, Nimrod, mm-hmm. and he set him up. He set himself up as a god. Uh, his actually nickname was Baal, called the Sun God, uh, and his symbol became the sun. And the city of Babylon was a seat of Satan worship until it fell to the Mede and Persians back in 539. But, you know, what interests me, Nick, is the Fawcett Bible Dictionary, page 666, says that sun worship was the earliest, uh, earliest idolatry. Wow. That you can actually worship the sun. And uh, so this circle, to me, when I see it, I, I take an interest when I see it on anything because it's a symbol of, um, of, um, of Nimrod. You know, there's also another god called Ra, the Egyptian uh, one who reckoned that he was also a god, 
And his main symbol was a sun disk mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be tied up in paganism, just to circle. Yeah. All right. And seeing that in the church uh, today, you know, in traditional churches, people may not necessarily understand that or uh, look at from that point of view, is it? No. But it's interesting because uh, uh, God, uh, it's um, quite clear in the Bible. We and we dealt with the, um, with the program uh, the other day about. Uh, rest for the soul and the true day of worship and we are going to deal with something uh, today here is this um, counterfeit is this something which can uh, uh, really affect our relationship with God we are going to look into the during the program into this a little bit more mm. yes it's interesting because Deuteronomy 17:3 says who has gone and served other gods and worshipped them, either the sun or the moon or any host of heaven, which I have not commanded? So he actually mentions the sun, not to worship the sun or the moon, mm-hmm. already early in the Bible. And then we can say, do we worship the creator or are we worshipping the creation? Yes. The created. Yes. You know, um, you may heard about the, you know, that movie and the book, uh, The Da Vinci Code. Mm. And um, let's look at a couple of statements here. Even Christianity's weekly holiday was stolen from the pagans. Originally, Christianity honored the Jewish Sabbath of Saturday, but Constantine shifted it to the to coincide with the pagans' veneration of the sun. You see, these are people uh, making these comments who not necessarily uphold uh, a strong belief in in, in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the day most churchgoers attend services on Sunday morning with no idea, and this is the thing, with no idea that they are there on account of the pagan sun uh, and, uh, and paying a tribute to, to the God sun. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Now, did the Sabbath change from Saturday to Sunday? If so, who made the change and when was it accomplished? Mm-hmm. Should Christians keep sun- Sunday in, uh, in honor of the resurrection? It is possible that Christians today are honoring the Son God instead of the Son of God. You see, we have a few questions here to, to think of. But what I would like to answer from the Bible um, to start with, uh, Eric, is according to, to the Bible, which day is the uh, Lord's Day? Hmm. Well, it's interesting because when you look how each day of the work was, uh, world, uh, each day of the world was named, uh, Sunday is they're from planets. Sunday was sun, Monday was the moon, mm-hmm. going right through to Saturday, which was Satan. So we can see that paganism was popular on a Sunday. So to try and bring down the Christian beliefs, they mixed it up with with uh, Sabbath worship. Mm. And if you look at a um, a Sabbath uh, in creation, it says, doesn't it, that um, the seventh day of the week was set aside mm-hmm. and it was uh, sanctified. Yes, and last night we touched on this again in this passage in Exodus 20, verse 10, mm. which says, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Yes, Exodus 20, uh, verse 10 says that, yes. Mm. Yeah. And, and, so, and look, Nick, I've got a calendar here. Mm-hmm. People can't see a calendar at home. But if you look here, um, it says here that Sunday, it's got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But Sunday here is listed as the first day of the week, 
and it goes right through to Saturday, which is the seventh day of the week. Mm-hmm. Now, some calendars you find actually have Saturday as the first day of the week. It's mixed up, but this is the true account of the Bible. That's right. And depends from uh, your background. I mentioned uh, again the other day that uh, in my country, when I grew up, uh, we knew that the first day of the week, it's uh, Monday. That's how we, we knew that, you know, and during communist time. And But in um, Western countries, I find out when I came here to Australia that the calendars starts with Sunday as the first day of the week. Interesting. Yeah. Now, according to the Bible, which day is the Lord's Day? We ask this question, and we find a, a passage in um, in Exodus, uh, verse um, 20, verse 10. But let's look in the New Testament, Eric. Mm. Look in the New Testament, and we have a passage here in Mark chapter 2, verse 28. Yes, it says, Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. And interestingly enough, too, if you go to Revelation 1.10, it says there that I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. So that's interesting, isn't it? That the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. And uh, so this Sabbath is not, uh, does not, um, the Bible does not refer to Sunday as a Lord's day. It's just another working day within the week. The, on Sunday, yes. yes. It doesn't refer on Sunday. Uh, because in both Old Testament and New Testament, mm-hmm. um, the Lord's day is the Sabbath. It's depicted there being the Sabbath. Yes. Now, does the Bible indicate that Sunday is the new worship day for the Christians? Uh, let's look into that also. We need to um, trust the scriptures. So what does the Bible say about Sunday? Is that new day of worship for the New Testament Christians. Um, in the entire Bible, there are just nine references to the first day of the week. Now, first reference, um, it's, we find it in Genesis. Hmm. And uh, in, um, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 5, it's about the creation of the world. Yes. And when the first day is named in the first day, God created um, the, uh, the world. Hmm. Um, and it says here in, in one five, God called the light day and the darkness he called it night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. This is the first uh, reference which we find. Now, this passage simply describes the first day of creation. Now, we have another uh, few references here. Um, we can say that references two to six, which we can find in few passages in the New Testament, starting with Matthew 28, verse 1, Mark 16, um, 1 and 2. Let's look at uh, Matthew 28, verse 1. It reads there, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Mm -hmm. So it's saying that now after the Sabbath, so what's after the Sabbath? After the seventh day, you go back to the first day. Yes. Yep. That, so she comes down uh, to see the tomb. Isn't that amazing? That, beautiful. That's a very good. Uh, okay, Mark 16, verses 1 and 2. says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. That's another reference in the, in the, in the New Testament. Mm. And also still in the book of Mark, uh, we are, verse 9. Please read the verse 9 also. 
So now when he rose, early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. Mm-hmm. And, and Luke 24, verse 1, we're going quickly to these uh, few references here. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing spices which they had prepared. And in John 21 it says, Now the first day of the week Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Mm-hmm. You see, all these references uh, provide a historical account of the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. None of them indicates that uh, Sunday ever was or would become a holy day. No, and it says in the Bible too, doesn't it, that Jesus rested in the tomb on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So when the Sabbath passed, she kept that commandment and came on the first day of the week, the Sunday. Absolutely. And in some Bibles, it actually says, it actually gives you the days. Mm-hmm. Um, the King James doesn't, but other versions give you the actual days. That Saturday, Sunday, it mentions the Sabbath as a Saturday. Yes. And the first day is a Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though in the original, in the Greek, we mentioned again um, the other night mm-hmm. about uh, that the Days of the week were numbered in one, two, three, four, and so on. Mm. They were not given uh, like in our, uh, you know, understanding uh, those uh, titles, you know, the mm. planets or. Uh, yes. uh, but look, uh, other points of interest from uh, these uh, passages. The first day of the week is the day after the Sabbath you mentioned a bit earlier. Therefore, Sunday could not be possibly the Sabbath, no. but the first day of the week. Now, the woman. Uh, came to uh, to do some work on Sunday that they were not prepared to do on the Sabbath day. Yes, because they knew exactly, you know, what were their requirements in regard um, to this. Um, it's, it's amazing, though, know, because um, Friday night he died. We got the Easter Friday, and then Saturday Sabbath he rested in the tomb. So wouldn't you think if it was so important to anoint, this is the Saviour's body, that Mary Magdalene would have come down with a woman to anoint the body on on the next day. But it was the Sabbath. They, they wanted to keep the Sabbath yes. the moment. So they waited till the first. That's how important it was back then to them back in that time. Yeah, yeah. And even, uh, you know, the book of John, which was written uh, approximately over 60 years after the resurrection, does not even hint a change in the day of worship. The first day is not referred to as the day, um, the Lord's day uh, of the new Sabbath. Jesus rested into the tomb on the Sabbath day and rose again on the first day, on the first working day of the week, hmm. which is um, uh, depicted as being Sunday. Now, we're going to another reference here, uh, reference number seven. Just keep in uh, mind, we're going to, to look in the Bible from a few different uh, angles here. Uh, and here, the disciples of Jesus Christ, they were together somewhere, frightened. Let's look in John 20, verse 19. Yes, it reads there, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. So these these um, disciples were huddled in a room. They were scared. Of the Jews, not for a, they were not there for a worship mm-hmm. service, as it says here, but they were frightened and they were, they'd gathered together for comfort, yeah. 
But some people will, will take this passage from the Bible and say, hey, here you go. You know, uh, the disciples were gathered together. They worshiped together there. That was the day of worship. But doesn't mean that. No. doesn't say that in the passage. No, it doesn't say they, you know, they went to a synagogue or went to mm. worship somewhere aside or down by the river to have a worship together. It just says that they gathered together in this room. Because they were scared, they were uh, scared by the, you know, um, by the Jews. Yes. Absolutely. Another reference uh, we have, Eric, in Acts chapter 20, mm-hmm. verse uh, 7 and 8. And here is uh, Paul, Paul preaching, another well-known, um, you know, preacher of the early church mm. and the disciple of Jesus. Yep. Yes, in Acts 27 and 8, it says, Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them uh, and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. Interesting here, because, um, uh, and uh, if you continue there, um, just keep going, keep going for the, the next few passages there. Yeah. It says, here we find Paul preaching a very long sermon. As a traveling evangelist, Paul preached on most days of the week. On this occasion, he was preaching at night on the first day of the week. And according to the Bible, a day begins and ends at sunset. Mm-hmm. Genesis 1.5 says that and Leviticus 23.32 with the dark part of the day coming first. Thus, Paul was preaching Saturday night. He continued preaching until midnight. And then on the next morning, Sunday, Paul walked nearly 30 kilometers from Troas to catch his boat at Asos. He certainly didn't treat the day as a rest day or a day of worship. Mm-hmm. So here the Bible is saying that a, a day actually starts when the sun sets. Yes, yes. And, you know, this was a special farewell meeting uh, on uh, Saturday night, mm. uh, lasting until Sunday morning, yeah. after which Paul walked uh, about 30 kilometers, you know, uh, and his friends spent the day sailing around uh, Cape Lacton. He must have been a good preacher. Uh, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> Even though somebody fall asleep there, but, uh, you know, and they have to do some uh, work there, medical st- to bring the the man back to life, um, he. But Apostle Paul, he did not treat that day as a day of rest. No. Also, Jesus and the early church uh, broke bread on a daily basis as they moved from house to house. Uh, we we find that in the Bible. Another reference, uh, Eric, we find in First Corinthians sixteen, verse one and two. Yes, and this brings up the first day of the week again, the Sunday. It says, uh, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the church of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. Mm. So here they're just taking up a collection because they used to, um, there was no social welfare back there. They were collecting it for the widows in the church and those in need. So they were just taking a collection up on the first day of the week, saving I mean, money. I mean, you can take a collection every time. You know, every yeah. you don't need to have it only on the the worship day. No, even oh, some churches they mainly do that mm. during the the worship time, but you can take it any time. That's right, and because right. these they travelled long distances, they wanted to gather the money together. So when it was able to be hand over the right person, they'd actually gathered it together for mm. the occasion. Yes. Yeah, and also how Paul encourages them to put aside. 
some uh, some money during the week that when he comes he can uh, he can collect that i mean this was an individual saving scheme for the poor in jerusalem mm. there is absolutely nothing in this text to suggest um, it was uh, a regular uh, you know uh, worship day yeah i think he he wanted he was simply asking the church he'd everything organized uh, by working on the sunday so he didn't need to worry about the issue when he arrived in corinth it was already there it was already gathered and it was, you know, just mm. being practical. Yeah. We look at a few references here. In the nine passages in the Bible, Eric, none of them refer to Sunday as a day of Sabbath, mm. which is rest, which is worshipping. Mm. None of them say Sunday is holy day mm-hmm. or offer the promise of a blessing for keeping it. We discussed that um, uh, night that uh, the Sabbath was a special day because it was blessed by God and sanctified by God for a special purpose, mm. that God may be among ourselves, that we can worship God. Uh, th- that was not just a simple day of the week. It was a special, special day. And it was the day uh, at the end of creation when God rested himself. Mm. So this is uh, um, a memorial-like of creation because... God rested on the seventh day, not the first day, yeah. but the seventh day. Yeah, and you see about the Sabbath, the seventh day in the Bible, God gives some rules there. You know how to keep mm-hmm. it, uh, but um, none of the uh, those rules were applied to the first day of the week. No, you know, not to do your work or other things, uh, and none of them mentioned that anyone in the Bible was keeping that day in place of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look to another um, uh, question here, Eric. In the scriptures, what memorial symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Because many Christians today will say we're keeping this day, Sunday, in memory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yes. Well, it's found in Romans 6, 3 to 6. It says, Or do you not know? that as many of us were baptized in the Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also walk in the newness of life. So, you know, um, I've heard that too, that, um, you know, we keep Sunday because of the resurrection, but that's not the sole purpose because... Um, the Sabbath was given at creation well before the event of the resurrection. And there is no change. There is nothing that signifies that when Christ died, he, it, he actually said he rested on the tomb on the Sabbath uh, after his death. He was in the tomb. He was mm. in the grave. And as a commemoration of uh, uh, Jesus' uh, resurrection, here in the passage which you just read, mm. is given the the um, clarity that uh, baptism it's a a way of remembering Jesus' death yes. and resurrection, not uh, not to keep another day as holy. And also that uh, this here is saying too that uh, that when we are baptized, when we go under the water and raised, it's being raised to new life. Mm. That's what that is signifying here, uh, and that is. Um, that is that we actually go through um, the bearing of the old self, uh, the old man of sin, and then we come up with a new life with Christ mm. in us. Beautiful. 
Yeah, and let's look at another passage, Eric, in Hebrew chapter 4, verses 4 to 10, to see if there was any uh, intention to abolish uh, in the New Testament, to abolish the, the Sabbath as a day of rest. Well, Hebrews 4, 4 to 10 says, For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Mm. So there is a rest. The Sabbath is uh, given that we may just rest from our labours. That's the whole intention that, that you know, I don't know about you, Nick, but uh, the, the fast pace of life, um, you know, I think everybody needs a day when we can rest. Uh, and that means a day from from everything, really. I, I spend the, the Sabbath with my family and uh, we go to church and in the afternoon we might go in the bush or go for a walk and it's a, a really peaceful time and it. It just relieves the stress that so many people are under today. And I think that's what God intended, that we would have a day when everything gets busy and things are happening all around us, that we can have that full day with him. I mean, every day we should be with him, but the Sabbath is something special mm-hmm. that we have with our family because they're all at school on the rest of the days or whatever, you know? Yeah, and the Sabbath is a perfect symbol of a trust uh, relationship with Jesus. Mm. The Sabbath is... a a rest from our works. It is um, a day of worship that honors God and demonstrates our love to Him. Hmm. That's right. Did the apostles, Eric, and the early church kept the Sabbath? This is a good question to uh, to ask because some people say we we are following the, our forefathers. <laughs> well, let's see what the apostles were doing well, during their time. There are many texts that actually talk about the apostles keeping the Sabbath, and uh, this is one of them. Uh, Paul and the apostles did worship on the Sabbath. It's found in Acts 17, 1-4, where it reads, Then Paul, in his custom, as his custom was, went in with them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. So for three Sabbaths he went in, and it says here um, that he, he reasoned. So he was talking to them from the Scriptures. And then in Acts 18, 4 and 11, it says, And has he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks? So every Sabbath, it says, he reasoned here uh, in the synagogue, both Jews and And Greeks, Gentiles, you see, that's not only because some people said, oh, that was a Jewish uh, day of rest, but we are uh, not following the Jewish uh, tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, that was not Jewish tradition, even though the Jewish people, they had a lot of traditions, unfortunately, put in place instead of the law of God. Mm -hmm. But in this case, uh, Paul was, uh, you know, preaching the gospel, the true uh, message of the gospel to both. Yes, that's uh, right. And Jews and Gentiles. Yes, and Greeks. Yeah, that's dead right. And, you know, it says too that um, this was a day they spent preaching to both. Almost 15 years after the resurrection of Christ, the mm-hmm. book of Acts records over 80 Sabbaths observed by the apostles. So it was their custom. Yes. Just as it is to go to church, to go and worship God. On the and, and the early church, you know, um, worship, that's another thing. doesn't matter where you are. You don't need to be necessarily in a, in a cathedral or in a you know, place of worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a verse uh, here in Acts 16, verse 13. Um, very nicely put, Eric. Yep. Can you share with us? Yep. And it says, And on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the woman who... Who met there? Mm. Mm. So they're down by the river. Yep. 
And right. you see, this is um, uh, almost 15 years after the resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. The book of Acts records over 80 Sabbaths observed by the apostles. Yes. This shows, doesn't it, that um, when Christ died, that the Sabbath kept on, that it wasn't through the resurrection that the day was changed, because mm-hmm. here there is, there's no, absolutely no indication that the day changed at all, that they were still keeping the Sabbath, as was given in the Ten Commandments. Yes, and the Gentiles did uh, the same. Mm, they right. they uh, may have different uh, ways of worshipping before, but now they become Christians and they worship on the Sabbath. Mm. Now, also we have, uh, if we go further, um, in uh, Acts, in the book of Acts, we have another passage here that says, uh, so when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city wow. came uh, together to hear um, the words of uh, Apostle Paul. Mm. Gen- the Gentiles knew Paul's commitment to keep the Sabbath and worship on that day. They didn't ask him to come and preach to them the following day, which, uh, okay, will, will fall nicely. Say, okay, well, we are going to church tomorrow. Uh, better come to us and uh, preach tomorrow again. Mm. That was not the custom. No. Uh, and um, they begged uh, Paul to come the next Sabbath mm. and preach more about yep. uh, this wonderful news. And also, you know, Paul's um, words must have been... Uh, must have bought them a lot of freedom because it said the whole city came out, the whole city. Mm. So it took away all prejudices, and they came to listen on the Sabbath day, the seventh mm. day of the week. We are going to look into another question, how the day of worship changed from Sabbath to Sunday. But right now, we'd like to take a short break, and please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM, Drive Time. Please stay with us, and I will uh, play this song, Give Me Jesus.
Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Town Big Q&A with Nick Krita and our co-host today is Eric Hall. Our big question today is, what is the symbol of the sun? And you listen to a beautiful song, Give Me Jesus. And I will encourage everyone, if you like to follow Jesus, the teachings of Jesus Christ, to follow him in all of his teachings and truth. Not to try to make, um, um, you know, teachings of man to put in place of, of teachings of Jesus. And we are dealing with this question, Eric. How did the Christian's day of worship changed from Sabbath to Sunday? Let's look, um, to a few things here. Uh, there is a statement here by, uh, Dr. Samuel uh, Bakioki says that the absence of any echo of the Sabbath, Sunday, controversy in the New Testament, it's um, most telling evidence that the introduction of Sunday observance is a post-apostolic phenomenon. That was not during the, uh, the church, uh, the early church, the apostolical church. Uh, the process towards Sunday took many centuries and began with the uh, yearly celebration of the Resurrection Day, uh, Sunday. Over time, the church in Rome encouraged this celebration to become weekly rather than just an annual event. By the middle of the second century, a number of Christians were keeping two days. The Sabbath was a day of rest and fasting, while Sunday became a religious day uh, and um, a festival. Sunday became more prominent in uh, Rome as the religious leaders attempt to distance themselves from the Jews. The first day of the week, Sunday, was also a day of celebration in honor of the great sun 
God. Emperor Constantine in uh, early in 321 AD first passed a law to put Sunday above the Bible Sabbath. On the venerable day of the sun, let magistrates and people residing in cities rest and let all workshops be closed. This is the first attempt. Now, also we have some other attempts which we'll uh, deal with them a little bit later or another, another program. Another one to consider here, our observance of Sunday as the Lord's Day is apparently derived from Mitrarism. The argument that has sometimes been used against this claim, namely that Sunday was chosen because of the resurrection on that day, that is not supported anywhere in the Bible. Constantine, another emperor, in order to recommend the new religion to the hidden um, transferred into the outward ornaments to which they had been accustomed in their own. And we see some of uh, these um, uh, quotations, Eric. Uh, another one here, the Catholic Church claims to have changed the Sabbath and perceive their ability to do so as a mark of their authority over the religious world. This is in the, uh, the Catholic Catechism of the Catholic Doctrine. Now, we have a question here. Which is the Sabbath day? And uh, an answer from, um, uh, from the Catholic Doctrine, it says... Saturday is the Sabbath day. Another uh, question here, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? An answer, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church in the Council of Laodicea transferred the solemnity of Saturday to Sunday. You may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday, a day which we never sanctified. That's very honest uh, answer there from, uh, from the, our friends, the Catholic. Uh, another one here, it was the Catholic Church which by the authority of Jesus Christ has transferred this rest to Sunday in remembrance of the resurrection of our Lord. Thus the observance of Sunday by the Protestants is an homage they pay in spite of themselves to the authority of the Roman Catholic Church. I believe these uh, statements are very bold mm -hmm. and uh, very straight. Let's come to another question, Eric, as the time is flying very uh, fast uh, today. If Sunday is not part of the scriptures, what does it symbolize? Well, in Mark uh, chapter 7, 7 and 9, <clears throat> and it says, And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your traditions. Mm, wow. That's a very strong wording there. Then uh, tradition comes in place again. And are we going to follow the tradition of man? 
or the teachings of Jesus. Well, tradition should never be placed above the Bible or God's commandments. And, uh, you know, that's why, um, Nick, we've been uh, reading out scriptures on the Sabbath. It is not your thoughts or my thoughts. It is This is scriptural what we've been, those texts we've been reading out. Mm. So it comes right from the Bible, yeah. Okay, what does God think about religious leaders who ignored the Sabbath? We have a passage here in Ezekiel in the Old Testament, chapter 22. Yes, verses uh, 26 and 31, it says, Her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. They haven't distinguished between the holy and the unholy, Mm -hmm. and they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. Mm. One of the major reasons, um, Eric, is why Sunday um, uh, keeping has become a tradition is because some of the mysteries and uh, uh, religious leaders have closed their eyes to the plain teachings of the Bible. Mm. And the thing is, too, Nick, is that um, the reason why um, uh, back in Rome, Constantine um, wanted them to worship on the Sunday was that because they worshipped their gods on the Sunday and to weaken the, uh, the the fellowship and the followers of Jesus, if they brought them into that fold, mm. then they could mix up their paganism mm. with, along with, uh, with truth. Yeah. And that's the way you weaken, you know. Yeah, and you know uh, a primary reason for keeping the Sabbath of the Bible we find in John chapter fourteen verse fifteen a beautiful passage here. Yes, it's a lovely passage. It says, "If you love me, you know, keep my commandments." In other words, uh, what it's saying here is that obedience uh, is motivated by love. If we do it um, for a reason uh, that is uh, not that way, if we do it. For the wrong reason. Let me give you an example. Um, I remember one time listening to the radio, and on it they had um, uh, they had three ladies ring into this radio station, and they had one guy who had to choose out of the three who would go out with. And uh, one of them uh, said to him, um, "Would you go dancing with me?" And he said, "No, I'm not going dancing with you because the church tells me I shouldn't be doing it." Now that is the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. The wrong reason is that we love God for the right reason. We want to do what He says. And that is the whole aspect, that it comes from our lives, not from being motivated to earn our way to heaven or to obey what the church says. We obey what the Bible says. But unfortunately, so many traditions today are creeping in the churches, you know, even in the modern uh, churches. Uh, you can have uh, some sort of tradition and that can be related to either culture or uh, many other many other things. But we need to go back to the Bible. If we are the followers of Christ mm. called Christians, we should know and understand the teachings of Jesus Christ, the That's Bible, right. and not to be, um, you know, confused, not to be deceived, not to be, uh, you know, ignorant. Well, those who keep the Sabbath are in the minority. Mm-hmm. The vast number of people in the world today keep the first day of the week, the Sunday. And the Bible says that the path is narrow. You know, so it's not a popular thing. If you're doing something because it's pop, everybody else does it, why read the Bible to see what it says? We'll just follow what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. That's not the, that won't get you through to, you know, to be close to Jesus. The thing is, when you know Jesus and what he says, you will follow what he says. And that's only done by studying the Bible. And so it's a popular thing versus the truth. This is, this is where it all gets in. So it, it isn't easy for people. Mm. I come from a uh, background where I used to go to church on Sunday. 
But when I study the scriptures, and, and, and it's like a fence post, you line up all those texts, it leads you down the right path. Can you expand on that a little bit? How uh, was that hard or uh, how did you experience that uh, transition? Because, you know, yeah, share with us a bit on that. Well, it is hard because, you know, your friends are, um, are going, you suddenly start to, uh, and they see you as a threat to them really because, you know, this is the day that uh, I was keeping before. But when I started to read about it and saw what Jesus did, I mean, that's what you take, doesn't it? You, you base it on what Jesus did. And so I found even my family, um, some of them couldn't understand why, why they looked at me as like it was a sect, mm-hmm. as though I was Jewish or something, <laughs> you know, called it the Jewish Sabbath. But as we read, it, it's for Gentiles. This is for all people. We're all one in Christ. And so, um, when we line that up, I mean, you know, and we, and then, you know, Saturday was my triple day. It was, I worked at a newspaper and it was triple time. And uh, I had a young family. So, um, but when I read in the Bible this, I knew I had to step out in faith. So I went to my boss and I said, look, can somebody cover for me on the Saturday? And when I went around and asked all my mates, they said, no, that's our racing day. That's our sports day. Mm-hmm. All these other things were more important to them than for me to, you know, to mm. go and keep the day of worship. So in the end, I had to leave. And then I found when I left, everything sort of fell into place in my life. I had got a better job. And I was able to keep the proper Sabbath, the Sabbath of our Lord, our God. Mm. And that was a big difference then. That And my family now respects uh, respects uh, uh, the church I go to. They respect uh, the fact that I, you know, followed this way. And my dad gave his life to the Lord before he passed away. So I'm very thankful for that. But the whole thing is it's making a decision. Mm-hmm. Do we follow what God says, as you've said, or do we follow tradition mm-hmm. or what people say or the church says? I mean, if something in my church doesn't sound right with the scriptures, I would not follow the church. Right. And you know, another thing, um, many people, I believe, uh, they do certain things because it's convenient. Mm. Now, can be convenient to worship on a certain days, a certain day, because for me, for example, I come from a, you know, a background, Orthodox background, and um, it was very convenient, you know, to rest. And uh, at the same time, when most of the people are resting, you know, or uh, taking a day off, which was to be a Sunday. Now, if I will share a little bit of my story, because when I was convinced myself to keep Sabbath, uh, one day I was asked by my boss to to come to work on that uh, Sabbath day, because during communist time, we used to work almost every day of the week, even on Sundays. But so and I said, look, I can't. Uh, this is now against my conscience. You know? mm-hmm. And, um, but I said, I will, I will come Sunday because they have Sunday sometime working half a day or, you know, I said, no, no, if you don't come tomorrow, better don't come on Monday. And it's amazing that when I step, I put my foot down, you know, and I said, okay, you know what? I'm about to follow now, uh, what God is telling me to do, not what man is expecting me to do. Mm. And in that day, I lost my job. And I got another job in the same day. God provided me with another job in the same day, which is amazing. And um, then they called me later on back to the same company and said, okay, come back. We'll give you a free Saturday and you'll have Sunday free too. You know, (laughs) I have more than uh, the others. Uh, Well, it's funny, Nick, you know, since that time, I have been back to my work where I used to work. I visited back in New Zealand a few times, that same newspaper company. And some of my mates are still there, mm-hmm. breathing in that ink dust and with the noise of the machines. Also, and I thought if I hadn't followed God, and here I am in Australia, been around the world a lot, and mm-hmm. 
and I've been so blessed. And I thought, if I hadn't followed God, He adds blessings to when you follow yes, His word. Yes, that's know? so true. That's mm-hmm. so true, Eric. Hey, Eric, um, we're going to take a short break right now. Are you able to share with us a, a book which we are going to to give uh, to the people who will give us a call, contact us uh, either through our phone number or uh, visiting the, the website? Um, Share with us a little bit about that book. Yes, it's a beautiful book. It's um, by Dr. Darren Morton called Live More Happy. And back in 2006, he wrote a, Dr. Uh, Darren wrote a book titled Seven Secrets for Feeling Fantastic. And then he's followed it up with this one, which is Live More Happy. This is an excellent book. I've given quite a few of these away. Mm-hmm. And this is to give away as well. It's uh, a book that uh, it talks about happiness in your life, to get things right. It talks about to f- your own self-esteem, uh, how to feel better. Uh, follow, And then it talks about your feelings, following your focus, You know, having an aim and a goal in life. Uh, and also foods. Get your mood right by the foods that we eat. And there's some excellent um, uh, chapters in here um, and paragraphs about the right foods to eat. And, and because mm-hmm. foods, you know, I found that when I put on weight and uh, I eat late at night, I find that I'm really tired in the morning. This book has helped me a lot. Rest to feel your best. Make mm. sure you get plenty of rest, you know. And the older I get, the harder it is to sleep. So I need that one. Uh, stress less. Uh, dealing with stress because some stress is good, but uh, there's some stress that's bad for us. And giving is living. In other words, when you give more, you feel better. I like that one. And what it takes to flourish. There's 11 chapters in this little book, and we've got plenty to give away. So people... Uh, uh, I really enjoy this book. I'd recommend it. Live mm. more happy. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Eric. You can um, contact faithfm.com.au. Uh, uh, also, you can write an email to info at uh, faithfm.com.au or ring our um, phone number, which I'm uh, giving it out, uh, 0401-305077. Hey, Eric, uh, we are going to um, conclude today. Uh, try to wrap it up. Now, the last passage which we looked into the scripture was uh, that beautiful uh, verse in uh, John 14 15 which says if you love me keep my commandments mm. I mean, if you really love Jesus love God I believe we should not uh, put aside one of the commandments which says remember mm. to keep the Sabbath holy mm. and keep a tradition of man now, there are a few points here to remember uh, uh, tonight. Would you like to just take us through those uh, points, yeah. you know, that we can take home? These points are, there is not one text in the Bible which supports Sunday as a holy day. And that's true. We've looked at the text that talked about Sunday, and uh, they had nothing to do really with worship. Uh, the other one was the Roman Catholic Church claims to have changed the Sabbath to Sunday. They claim that. We've read that from the Catechism. Mm-hmm. And Sunday worship symbolizes obedience to man over God. So when we look at the Sabbath, we find then that it's completely different. We do these things because we love God. And it's, it's interesting it starts off, if, if you love me, keep my... So we could be doing something, but not actually showing that we love God because mm. we're off track. We've listened to another power, another mm. um, source, if you like. Because the devil will deceive us. He'll set up a counterfeit that will run pretty close to the original. And that's what we're looking at here. Mm. 
That's beautiful, uh, Eric. Uh, well, we are very gracious today. We are going to give away two books, actually. Wow. And um, I will uh, just play an ad with another wonderful book. And I think you'll know about that, the great controversy. Let's hear uh, some information about this one and we'll be uh, back in a second. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. This is Nick Rita and our uh, co-host today is Eric Hoare. We are talking about what is the symbol of the sun. We looked into the scripture to understand that none of the passages in the Bible is uh, confirming to the first day of the week to be the, the Sabbath or to keep it holy. Now, can you see that keeping Sunday, it's a commandment of man and not from God. If it is your plan to honor God through keeping the true seven-day Sabbath of the Bible, would you like to uh, commit yourself to this? We are going to talk in the next presentation about the, um, who is the Antichrist. And we see that there is an enemy who's working against the plan of God, the law of God, who doesn't like those things to be uh, set in place and to be followed up. But we encourage you to uh, stick with the Bible and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Eric, would you like to pray um, today for us and our listeners? Sure. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for the wonderful love that you give each one of us. Lord, we can't express this love that you give us, the blessings we have day by day, the happiness that fills our lives. And Lord, we thank you that God sent his only son Jesus to die on that cross, that on the Friday he died for us. On the Saturday he rested on the Sabbath in the tomb, in the grave. And that on the Sunday, the first day of the week, he rose. We want to thank you, Lord, for this great sacrifice. And we pray, Lord, that as we read the Bible, that we'll accept the truths that are in it. That uh, we pray, Lord, that each one of us today will reinforce the Ten Commandments in our hearts. That we'll follow each one, Lord. And we, we know, Lord, that that will give us freedom and that will bring us closer to you. So bless us all now, Lord. May we keep the Sabbath as you intended, your day of rest, that we may spend time with you. And then when the Sabbath finishes, Lord, we go out on the first day of the week to go back and to go out into the workforce, Lord, not only to do our work, but to do the work that you have given each one mm. of us. That when the Sabbath comes round again, that Friday night when the sun goes down and the Sabbath begins, that we might keep that Sabbath true to you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and be with all the listeners, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Nick Rita and Eric Hoare on Drive Time, big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we ask, who is the Antichrist? 
If you like to have your question answers, you can text us on 0401-305-077 or email me on ioncrita.yahoo.com. Alternatively, you can visit our website, faithfm.com.au or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. Really looking forward to see you again. But until then, please remember Christ said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you isn't like the peace of the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is in John 14:27. May God richly bless you. This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine